This is an RNZ podcast. Kia ora, good afternoon. Welcome to the show. Coming up today, Victoria Arbiter on what the Royals do now after the explosive revelations about the Panorama interview. That was News Talk ZB's Heather Duplessy Allen kicking off her drive show on Friday with her take on the revelations from the UK that Diana Spencer had been duped by former BBC journalist Martin Bashir before agreeing to that now notorious TV interview 25 years ago and that the BBC had hidden the truth ever since. Well, I guess some of us are going to have to reassess our opinion of Princess Diana and that Panorama interview, aren't we? Um, Those admissions from the BBC today are Wow. Shocking, explosive. You pick the way you want to describe it. Now, to bring you up to speed on this, what has happened is that the BBC... That Panorama interview is now part of media history and the latest development was almost a day old by the time Heather Duplessis-Ellen zeroed in on it on her show on Friday afternoon. But still, it was quite a story and quite a talking point for talk radio. 9292 is the text number. The email is heather at newstalkzb.co.nz. Tell you what, I'd love to know if it's changed your opinion of Diana, actually. Uh, let me know. And three hours earlier, the hosts of the preceding ZB show, Phil Gifford and Simon Barnett, were also appalled by the BBC cover-up. People at the BBC, if it can be proved, they deliberately covered up the deceit, should they be in, in the UK. News of the World, run by Rupert Murdoch, That's when right. there was that phone hacking scandal, I think one of the Raws was subject to that, along with Hugh Grant and a number of the celebrities. The News of the World ultimately was shut down. They closed down the newspaper. We're not suggesting they closed down the BBC over this, but what do you think should happen? Is it enough just to make an apology? Should there be more punishment than that? But at about that time, another story was breaking, which also raised the question of appropriate punishment. This also involved a controversial and well-known broadcaster whose misconduct had come to light elsewhere in the media. And in spite of persistent questioning from other media, the broadcaster responsible for this hadn't acknowledged it yet either. And this story wasn't 25 years old and half a world away. It was in their own newsroom. Around lunchtime on Friday, stuff broke the news that ZB's star sportscaster Martin Devlin had been taken off the air after aiming a blow, inaccurately, at a junior colleague during a show he was hosting 10 days earlier. That meant he didn't do his regular show, Devlin on Sport, last weekend, though his absence wasn't explained to the listeners then. And even though Stuff's story made a point of saying that this altercation happened in a large open-plan office, shared by News Talk ZB and the New Zealand Herald, the Herald only reported this on Friday after Stuff had spilled the beans first. And according to Stuff's account, that was only after a full week of asking NZME, the owner of News Talk ZB and the Herald, and getting no response. But even after the scoop was up on the site of ZB's sister paper, The Herald, the news was strangely absent from ZB's own news bulletins and talk shows on Friday afternoon. Phil Gifford and Simon Bannett usually kick off their ZB afternoon show with a live update on current stories with ZB's news director. On Friday, that began like this. Um, We're just waiting upon Scarlett Switanovich, who's just been held up in a very important meeting, so she's going to join us in just a couple of gifs. That probably wasn't the only meeting going on at ZB that afternoon. But while the stuff story about Martin Devlin was quickly becoming its most viewed story, and the Wikipedia page on Martin Devlin had already been updated to include the news of his misconduct, Scarlett Svitanovich spoke instead about the resignation of the Ports of Auckland boss. Senior leader has been lost because of political and union bullying. He says with today being pink shirt day for anti-bullying, he'll be wearing his for Tony Gibson. And the irony of it being pink shirt day, part of a national campaign against bullying, wasn't lost on some of those who knew that news about aggression in their own premises was going unacknowledged. But this wasn't the only concerning conduct about Martin Devlin, which was being aired by other media. 
In a statement from Martin Devlin that was issued shortly after Stuff's story went live, the broadcaster also admitted to sending what he called inappropriate messages to other colleagues. The behaviour was wholly unacceptable, said Martin Devlin, though he wasn't specific about why, and neither were his employers at NZME, who would only say the company doesn't comment on employment matters, though it did insist a healthy, safe and inclusive workplace must remain our ultimate duty of care. But soon after, there was much more about this, published on the New Zealand Herald website from NZME reporter Katie Harris, who reports from Wellington. She had previously spoken to women who said they'd received unwelcome messages and invitations from Martin Devlin, which in his statement he had described himself as innocent. Katie Harris described the emails in question, including one sent in 2018 to a young colleague inviting her for a drink. The woman said she was upset by the approach and complained about it to her manager. Another woman at NZME told Katie Harris she received emails from Devlin last year which made her feel uncomfortable, but they stopped after she raised the matter with a colleague. In one of these emails, Martin Devlin joked about a high-profile investigation into sexual harassment at law firm Russell McVeigh. Now, this was in the headlines at the time, and it became a landmark of the New Zealand Me Too movement, and this threw up another irony. The former Russell McVeigh partner whose conduct sparked all this appeared before a disciplinary tribunal in Wellington this week, and it was Katie Harris who reported on this for NZME and Newstalk ZB. All the while, the notes on Martin Devlin's conduct would have been burning a hole in Katie Harris's notebook. Now, reporting on your own media company is never easy, and on Twitter, Katie Harris made a point of acknowledging the courage and integrity of her boss as well as her sources. Now, when working out what to do about Martin Devlin, Newstalk ZB's management would have been well aware that the public wouldn't have forgotten about his predecessor as the star sportscaster at ZB. In 2009, Tony Veach was convicted of serious assault on his partner three years earlier, and she suffered serious injuries which forced her to quit her job. The investigation revealed several other assaults too, and there was an outcry when there was a coordinated campaign of support for Tony Veach from his colleagues at the broadcaster, including Paul Holmes and Martin Devlin. And Tony Veach returned to News Talk ZB two and a half years later. When Tony Veach eventually quit to run a wellness retreat in Bali in 2017, it was Martin Devlin who took over the weekend show. Now it seems Martin Devlin's ZB career has also survived the outcry over his conduct revealed this week. The statement released by Martin Devlin himself on Friday made it clear that allowing him back on air had been discussed and agreed with NZME management after that altercation in the studio on the 10th of May, but before it was reported in the media. And the decision was made in the knowledge that he had sent female colleagues unwanted, unwelcome messages. I have been given a second chance and I'm able to keep my job, Devlin's statement said, but with caveats around his return to work, he added, though he didn't specify what those were. Half an hour before the Devlin on Sports show on Saturday then, Martin Devlin didn't sound like a man weighed down by remorse. Here he is, Martin Devlin uh, will be taking over this afternoon, the DRS kicking off on Newstalk ZB right after the midday news and uh, counting down to that four o'clock kickoff in the cake and how many fans are they expecting for the Phoenix? Over 20,000, Jack. Phoenix back in town for the first time since March last year. It's so good. And football coming home was front of mind when his show started at midday. Nick's are back in town, Nick's are back in town. Ladies and gents, this is the moment you've waited for. The winners, the losers, the Devlin Radio Show with Martin Devlin. 
Afternoon, welcome. The DRS. This is a sports show. Three hours dedicated to the celebration of sport. My name is Martin Dev. But after a bit of preamble, he did address the elephant in the studio like this. I let myself, I let my family, I let my friends, I let my employers, and I let all of you who listen to this program down. And it's not the first time. I've had to make some serious and troublesome admissions to myself about the uh, the continued conflict that I battle upstairs and my failed efforts to properly deal with that. There was no mention there of his colleagues in the workplace, in particular those women who complained. He said he was confronting his mental health and would come through this with the support of others. And Martin Devlin wound up like this. Please, I ask you to respect the fact that I'm not going to talk about it on air anymore and I'm not going to mention it. I'm not going to take any, any calls on it or anything like that. This is a sports show. That's what we do. We're into sport, and let's kick it. Let's do it. Well, DRS has had some stuff-ups, but that one there just defies all logic. And after that, it was on with the sport. Everyone else in the show also respected his wish not to talk about what had been reported the day before. However, it wasn't the only time this week that misconduct and harassment at New Zealand media companies was in the news. It's an industry often perceived as fun and glamorous. Welcome back. It's five past the hour. And but that's been far from the reality for some MediaWorks radio staff. This woman, who we'll call Sarah, had been working her dream job, doing well and impressing her colleagues. Then she says a new manager flipped her life upside down. TVNZ's Kristen Hall on TVNZ One News on Wednesday reported further claims of bullying at MediaWorks after previous ones had sparked a review of the company's culture by QC Maria Dew that's underway now. It's not just former workers who have concerns about the culture at MediaWorks. I've spoken to a current staffer who says bullying has been actively enabled by some of the most powerful people in the organisation. But the review will only cover conduct at the company over a period of three years from March 2018. On Media Watch last month, Hayden Donnell asked MediaWorks CEO Cam Wallace why. Oh, look, we've made a decision to make it three years because that was the recommendation. If you make it five years, there'll be someone who has has an incident six years ago. If we make it six years, presumably there'll be someone seven years ago. Look, Maria's been pretty open, so if people are wanting to go to her with um, suggestions, commentary, she'll be open to that anyway. The reality is we're actually leaning into this process of culture Uh, We're spending a lot of money on the review. We're serious about it. We're not shying away from it. One of the cases in Kristen Hall's TVNZ report fell just outside that three-year period, but MediaWorks told Kristen Hall this. It says the reviewer may admit participants outside the three-year period when warranted and that the company acknowledges concerns and wants staff to bring these to the review before it's due at the end of July. In his earlier interview with MediaWatch, MediaWorks boss Cam Wallace told Hayden Donnell this. Any organisation, I suspect you would find some pockets of behaviour which is not consistent with the values of the organisation. RNZ. Not RNZ. No. Definitely not RNZ. I know, RNZ <laughs> in every single organisation. RNZ is indeed not exempt. A staff member left RNZ last September after allegations of sexual harassment and other allegations were under investigation about other members of staff. In his long statement of contrition, apology and explanation on Friday, Martin Devlin thanked his own sons for their support, but also for calling out his behaviour. Dad, sort your shit out, was hard to hear, but the truth I needed to be told, Martin Devlin said. 
But women in our media have been urging employers to sort it out for years, and employers with a less-than-zero-tolerance approach are finding out they won't put up with that conduct, which drives some of them out of their jobs, while those who do it get to keep theirs. They're reporting it, and journalists are reporting on it, even, as we heard earlier, when it's their own organisations involved.